Welcome back to another episode of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. We are live again today. I am fresh, just put, did my skincare ready for the day. I just came down to my office. I was dreading coming down here because it has been a mess. Like I have just not had time between the kids and being a mom and running businesses. Just haven't had time to clean the office. My husband completely cleaned it, organized it, vacuumed it. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's the best because I get overwhelmed really easily by messes. And so I would have spent the last hour cleaning the office instead of recording on the podcast or doing whatever it is that I needed to do for work. So super grateful for him. So glad that he did that because I did not want to do it. But welcome back to our next episode. Um, We are live again and I am... I don't know how I feel about being live. I mean, I'm doing it, but these live videos, my face is so red from doing skincare. These live videos are going to be also posted on our podcast Instagram channel. We just hired a social media manager. I'm super excited to have her start and she's going to be completely running our other Instagram account. And so this will be, this will be fun. This will be interesting. So I've got to keep up because she's going to be posting out that content for you guys. But I recently posted on social media and I asked you guys, what did you want me to talk about on the podcast? And you guys had quite a few ideas. So we're going to be doing one of those today. Let me bring up, and I'm probably not going to find it now, but let me bring up what you guys said. What was it? One of them was, here we go. How do you balance business when life is hard? Oh my gosh. This is such a good question. So this is the most perfect timing too, because as you guys know, I have a baby and I also have a six-year-old, almost seven, which is insane. How do I already have a seven-year-old? Like I feel some days like I'm not even old enough to have a seven-year-old. And I didn't have her when I was a teenager, in case you guys are wondering. (laughs) Um, So I have a four-month-old and she has recently been going through something. So she has never slept through the night. And I honestly don't even know what to expect with baby sleeping through the night because my first didn't sleep through the night until she was nine months and we had moved her into her own room. And then she officially slept through the night. And sometimes I wonder, like... Is it because they're in their own room and I don't want to move her to her own room just yet. Like I'm just not ready to do that. And I don't even know. I've heard like somewhere between six and 12 months is when you should do it six to nine months typically, but she's just now four months and I'm just, I'm not ready to move her. So she hasn't slept through the night. Um, and she's had a really hard time. Like I feel like since birth with just not sleeping great. And, um, she didn't like, doesn't love the car. And so we started her at the chiropractor, I don't know. It's been like a month or two now. And it has been amazing. Like every time we go to the chiropractor and we leave, she is such a happier baby. She is sleeps better, whatever. So last week she, we thought that we were all coming down with colds, which pretty sure it's allergies because we're all still dealing with the congestion, but like no one's had fevers. We're, it's like over a week of this. It's worse at night and through the night and then through the day, everyone's fine. So I'm, I'm sure it's allergies, but, um, we thought she was coming down with a cold. So we didn't go to the chiropractor last week. She was like just a miserable, unhappy baby. She wasn't sleeping, just super fussy every single day. And it has been exhausting. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's been super exhausting. And then um, today is now Wednesday. So we go to the chiropractor. We went to the chiropractor last Monday and that night she slept so good. Like the best she slept in 
two weeks. She always sleeps good too after her appointments. Um, and then she was happier, like such a happier baby that day, that night, the next day. And then last night she didn't sleep great again, but we go again tonight. Thank God. So yeah, I feel like lately life has been really hard, um, between those things and just like life, right? Like life is continuing to life. We are transitioning my daughter from homeschool to online public school, um, which I'm still will never send my child into a public school, but we've decided to go online for now because, and just see how she likes it and see how it works because it does have more structure and she has a teacher and then she's in soccer and she just started soccer and my husband's coaching her soccer team. Like life has just been crazy. And so how do you keep up with business or how do you do your business, run your business, scale your business, grow your business when life is hard? And so this is my motto because I truly believe that life is always hard. Like literally life will always be hard. Life will always be lifing. I always say that life will always be in the way. Life will always be happening. No matter if you do or don't have kids, like your life is still your life. And if you do not manage that in your mind, then it will filter into your business. And you have to be really, really dedicated to your business and to treating it as, as that's what it is versus just being like, I'm only going to show up when it feels good. I'm only going to show up when life is easy. I'm only going to show up when things are going great, because if that's the case, more than likely you're not going to show up ever. (laughs) You're not going to show up consistently. Clients are not going to be able to rely on you. It's going to be like, you show up really hard. You're going really hard. You're selling really hard. Things are going good. Life happens. And then you like disappear on everyone and everyone's like, where the hell did you go? Right. So I truly, truly believe that life will always be there. Life will always be in the way. If you allow it, life will always be hard if you allow it. And so you have to be able to manage your life and your mind first in order to be really good at business. And so this is why I got certified as a life coach, because I just truly, truly believe that you have to have to have to manage your life in your mind. And honestly, you have to manage your life in your mind anyway. Like regardless of being a business owner, you have to be able to do that to live better, to live comfortably, to feel better in your life, to feel better with being a parent or a wife or whatever that is. You truly have to learn those skills of managing your life and managing your mind. And if you can do that, then you're going to overall feel better. You're going to overall be happier. And so I truly think that no matter what, even if you're not a business owner, that should always be your priority is how do I manage my mind and how do I manage my life? And so for me, I have worked on this for a really long time, but one of the biggest things is also boundaries. So boundaries and non-negotiables. So boundaries, meaning that, um, I have a very strict, I would say schedule with myself and what that looks like. So in the mornings, um, I'm getting the kids up, I'm making breakfast, I'm getting myself coffee, washing bottles, like taking care of things around the house, sending my husband off to work, uh, before I'm ever doing anything else. Like, so that morning space is for just that life kids. The evenings and the afternoons are, again, for family. So after three o'clock, I do not work. And if I do, it's because I chose to. So there's occasionally um, like between 3 and 5 p.m. when I will do podcast guests. And the reason I do this is because my husband's home from work. He can have the kids and it feels better for me to feel like he's taking care of the kids and I can like be in my energy with podcast guests and I don't have to worry about being interrupted or like a nap ending short or something happening. And so 
Um, making sure that I have that strict schedule for work has been really helpful for me to be able to be like, this is when I'm going to do life and this is when I'm going to do work. And so for me, Mondays are meeting days. So I meet with clients. Um, we do our weekly like program meeting. So coach school meets on Mondays, Academy meets on Mondays, my team and I meet on Mondays. Um, and then I also do Thursdays. So Thursdays is also a work day or a meeting day for me. So in Academy, every other Thursday, we're doing life coaching. We usually have guest experts come in on Thursdays. And so Mondays and Thursdays are like my work days. It's the days that I go into work, go into work. I'm doing quotations if you're on video because I have a home, a home office, right? I work from home, but those are the days that I prioritize work and I prioritize like meetings and clients and Slack coaching and all of the things. I do have a small team. So I have an operations manager who helps run the day-to-day business admin systems stuff. And I have a co-coach that supports us in both of our programs. We are hiring another co-coach. We're in the process of that because our current co-coach is going to be on maternity leave soon. Um, And then I do have a social media. I did have a social media agency team, but I just ended that contract. The contract was just up for our time. And I've decided to hire one of my students as my social media manager, because we love to hire internally, um, which is something you guys also asked for, for another podcast episode. So I will definitely be talking more on that too, which is, um, how do you hire? When do you hire? Who do you hire? All the things about hiring. So, um, yeah, boundaries. I create really strong boundaries. Like when are my work days? And then there will be days that I sit down and just do content. So scheduling for podcasts, emails, writing out content for my team to be able to schedule. And typically I will do that on a day that I'm not doing meetings because it's really hard for my brain to focus on clients and meetings and coaching all day and switch over to that creative space. And I know that about myself. And that's another thing is like creating schedules because you know yourself, like I'm a morning person. I love love the mornings. And so the mornings are my hours, like from 6am to noon, that's like my good time. That's my good work energy. And then after, um, like after two, after three, I kind of like die down. Like I just don't have the same energy and I know this about myself. Right. Um, and so that has been really helpful too, of like, just knowing these things about myself of when, when do I have good energy? When can I be creative? How does my brain work? So I typically will do content on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I do not work on Fridays. That is one of like my big, big non-negotiables. I do not work on Fridays. If my team needs something and it, or it's an emergency, I will obviously answer, but I do not work Fridays. I do not work Saturdays and Sundays unless once again, I choose to. So occasionally my, if I didn't get content done during the week, like maybe the kids were having an off week. So last week, for instance, I was like full on mom mode because my children were congested cranky, all the things. So I put work kind of like on the back burner, still did my coaching sessions. But other than that, I didn't do content. I didn't schedule. I didn't podcast. I didn't do any interviews, et cetera. Um, so that, what that means is now I have to catch up. So what does that look like? I will, when my husband's home on a Saturday or Sunday, maybe take two hours. Again, I love the mornings. Like I love morning time. So I might say to him like, Hey, tomorrow morning between seven and nine, I need to go down to the office and spend two hours uninterrupted doing content. So you're going to have the kids. So I'm going to go to bed six. I'm going to go get myself a coffee. I'm going to shower. I'm going to do my skincare. And then I'm going to be in the office between that time and 9am and you need to keep the kids. And so kind of just like having that open communication with your partner. And obviously if you don't have a partner and you don't have someone to help you with your children, this is 
going to be different for you, right? Like you have to figure out what that looks like. Do you have like your mom or your grandma or a friend or a daycare or somebody that can help you for one to two hours to be able to sit down and do content? So boundaries, um, non-negotiables. So for me, it's when the kids go to bed at night, I do not work. Number one, I don't work at night because I'm not good at night. Like at nighttime, I'm exhausted. My brain is fried. I'm not in my best energy. I'm not my best creative brain. And so I'm not going to work when the kids go to bed for that reason, but also because that's the time that I spend with my husband. So once those kids are in bed, we have a strict bedtime. So everyone starts bedtime at seven lights out doors closed by eight, no later than eight. So I start the bath for my youngest at seven. I get her entire bedtime done routine done. She's usually asleep by seven 30, seven 40 at the latest. We could potentially have an off night and she would be asleep by eight. My oldest starts her bedtime routine around seven 30. So once the first one goes to bed, the second one gets started doors closed by eight. And then that is me and my husband's time between eight and 10 PM, where we watch our shows, we catch up, we talk, we have ice cream together, we hang out together. And then we usually go to bed between somewhere between 10 and 11 because we're up with the baby all night. And then I'm always up by somewhere between four and 6 AM. So again, creating non-negotiables. The other thing that I do is I do things to make my life easier. So for instance, um, my groceries. I always have my groceries delivered. Like I'm not taking time out of my day to go to the grocery store. I'm just going to have them delivered. I pay for shipped. I pay for Instacart's monthly subscriptions. So for me, it's worth it because $10 a month or a hundred dollars a year to be able to have your groceries and your things delivered to me seems like a no brainer. Yes. I pay to tip them every single time. But again, to me, it's worth not having to spend the time to go to the grocery store and spend hours grocery shopping every week. I just have all of my groceries delivered. Um, so those are like my two biggest ones. Now, the third thing I do is I focus on money generating activities in my business. And this is something that all of you can do regardless if you do or don't have a team. So my specialty obviously is helping women start, build, grow, scale group coaching programs. And so our focus in our programs is building your group coaching program, marketing and selling it. So those should be your priorities. Once the offer is built, you're just marketing and selling over and over and over again. So in Academy, we focus on the five C's content, conversations, community, clients, and cash. And those are the only things that you focus on every single week in your business because they are money generating activities. So you're focusing on your clients, obviously, because they come first. You're focusing on your community because that also comes first. You're posting content, you're posting value, you're having conversations, you're making sales. That is what you should be doing every single day and week to move the needle in your business. And there's so many things that I'm seeing people do that literally do not matter. If you're under six figures, especially they don't matter. And you guys are spending so much time tweaking your website, your brand, your logos, your colors, all the things that literally don't matter. And so instead of doing all the things that do not matter and focusing on coffee chats and, um, like having like just, and not that coffee chats aren't important, right? Like meeting people and networking is important, but is, is that a good use of your time to sit on a call for 60 minutes with someone for what, for like, then you guys are going to then talk again so that you can collab. Like for me, I'm not doing that. We can email or we can boxer or we can voice note in Instagram and we can set up how we can collab with each other. I do not need to sit in a coffee chat for 30 to 60 minutes because I literally don't have the time, which goes again back to those boundaries of how I run my schedule. People ask me all the time, can we jump on a call? No, we cannot. 
I don't, I don't, I literally don't have the space in my calendar for a call. I'm at home with a four month old. I'm homeschooling a six-year-old. I'm running an agency. I have a team. I'm running multiple coaching programs. I have two multi-six-figure businesses. I'm a wife. I stay at home. I take care of the house. I do not have time to sit on calls one-to-one that aren't productive. I have to use my time usefully. So Those are my top suggestions for how you continue to run your business, scale your business, grow your business when life is hard. So always managing your life, always managing your mind first, putting up boundaries, creating a really good schedule. We do something in Academy called Monday hour, one Friday hour done, which is game changing for your schedule because it allows you to literally schedule um, like your laundry. When are you going to do laundry? When are you going to spend time with your partner? When are you going to spend time with your kids? You can see all the white space that you have in your calendar. Um, but creating those non-negotiables in your business is key, like super key. Um, so create boundaries, create non-negotiables, create a really good schedule, manage your life, manage your mind and do money generating activities in your business. And if you're like, I literally can't do any of this. Like, I don't know how to create an ideal schedule. I don't know how to create boundaries. I don't even know what boundaries to create. I don't know how to, uh, prioritize the right things. I don't know how to do money generating activities. You need to be inside my programs. You need to either be in coach school and build your first group coaching offer, or you need to be in Academy and academies where we go really hard on life coaching mindset, coaching, like that next level deeper, because this is a stuff that's going to get you to six and multi six figures. And it's not going to be the useless shit that you think it is. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will chat with you on the next episode.